Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Eloise, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Good, and can you say Josh Widdicombe? Yeah, Josh, we are welcome. Good job. There we go. I like the yeah. That is Welsh. Uh, let me get Swansea. No, not Swansea, actually. Cardiff. Do you want to guess any other Welsh places? Yeah, sure. Uh, Landudno. No. Carmarthen, Carnarvon. Aberdeen. Aberdeen? She's Scottish. Yeah. Hello, Robin Josh. This is Eloise, who is 19 months giving your name Jesus. a bash. The enthusiasm in my voice is perhaps a giveaway that Elle is our first child, yet to make the mindset switch about being ready for another. We currently live in Edinburgh, but we're originally from Aberdeen. Love the podcast. to go to sleep at night listening to you both. Keep it sexy and relatable, Lindsay. Lindsay? So, got that completely wrong. Scarlet Moffat today, Rob. Oh, I love Scarlet. What do you want to ask her about? Gogglebox. <laughs> no, and a child. And a child. A child. <laughs> Bit about Gogglebox. Child. And her driving. She's failed her driving test about 10 times or something. Mental. How many passes? Well, what do you mean how many passes? Normally one. Sorry, how many fails? How many fails did you do? <laughs> oh, um, I passed first time, but in an automatic. Yeah, I passed second time in a gear. How's Rose getting on with hers? Good. She's going to go up to two lessons a week. Are you still doing the secret? Yeah. To the friend, so that she... As far could... as I know, yeah. Right, okay. She's enjoying it now, I'd say. Oh, that's good. It's hard learning in central London, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Has she done provisional yet? Do you mean um, theory? Theory, sorry, yeah. No, she keeps putting off saying stuff like, it's not a good time, she's very busy at the moment. Mm. She's got the app, though. I had a CD-ROM when I did it. I had a fucking CD-ROM as well, <laughs> mate. A fucking... <laughs> Sat at my PC, clicking through. Yeah. Looking for hazards and perceptions. This is how old I am, Rob. I did mine on paper. Do you know what I think is difficult is 
learning to drive or doing anything like that when you're older is like you don't want to put yourself through an exam. It's very much no. like when you're 17, 18 or whatever, or 16, at GCSE, you're used to being examined. But as you become older, it's horrible to go in for a test and pass or fail because you don't want to be the person that fails their theory. No, because I don't know if it's changed, but in the year 2000, the theory was a piece of fucking piss, mate. Has it gone up a level? I don't know. When I was young, the theory was a fucking walk in the park. No, but only if you did the CD-ROM. Yeah. You yeah. cannot wing okay. it. Oh, you can't wing it. No, but if you've done the CD-ROM. You can't wing it at all. So you actually have to go on the app or the CD-ROM and play it. My, my mates that were winging it, they're clever people, but you just can't. it's impossible to wing because you just don't know what you're supposed to be doing. I think I was only just in the age of the theory test. I was 17 when I passed. Before that, they just asked you a few questions when you got out of the car. 1996, so I was four years in. Four years into it. They just ask you a few questions. It's a lose-lose, though, the theory, isn't it? Because it's like, if you go, oh, I've just got my driving theory test coming up, you're like, all right, whatever. As if, like, I'm going to go to the shops after school, drop, whatever. And then if you go, oh, I just passed my theory, whatever. Yeah, give a fuck. Okay, right? what is that again? Oh, right, whatever, yeah. I failed my theory. You what? <laughs> <laughs> you moron. It's so brutal. Maybe it's more difficult now. Maybe it's more difficult Maybe now. Maybe it is more difficult now. Let me just say something that my sister did Yeah. with a test. And I'm worried I've told this story before. You know, you always worry. She passed her practical. Yeah. And then two years later, got a letter from the DVLA because she hadn't sent away her driving license to get updated. Oh. She'd passed the time threshold and she had to redo the whole thing again. Well, that's the thing. People do theory and then it takes them ages to pass. Do you have to redo it? She passed the practical. Oh, she practiced. Oh, no. She passed the whole thing. Was driving around for two years. Got two years to upgrade your driving license. Didn't do it. She had to go back to stage one. That's insane. Jamie Lang kept on failing his theory. Did he? Yeah, it was quite a running joke on his Instagram because he couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Jamie Lang celebrates. (laughs) <laughs> after finally passing his driving theory test after, guess the attempts. Six. More. Seven. More. Ten. More. No, this is a joke. Go off 15. in tens. More. No, 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 I don't believe it. <laughs> Keep going. 30. More. What? 50. More. No. <laughs> 60. More. Fuck off. 80. 70 tests. What? The money these fucking Made in Chelsea people have got. <laughs> Google how much the theory test is. And he's had to buy a CD-ROM. Well, he hasn't, has he? Well, no, yeah. Maybe he started on CD-ROM. That is mental. How do you find the time? Well, he's not working, that, is he? Oh, it's 23 quid for cars, so he's all right. Well, he's not. That bad's up, mate. It's Jamie Lang. He's got a sweet empire. Well, 1,600 quid over on theory tests. Yeah, I mean, that's annoying. Isn't that it? is too it's much. more the time. He's only got to sell a few packets of those posh sweets, Rob, and he's back in the bloody black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a couple of theory test questions and then we'll bring on Scarlet. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> you love quizzes, don't you? I do enjoy a quiz. The joy in your voice, said that you sounded so authoritative. Give me a couple of questions and it's good. Right, here we go. Start the test. What should you do if your anti-lock brakes, ABS, warning light stays hell. on? I don't know what anti-lock brakes are. <laughs> here we go. I don't know what they are, but pull over and... Oh, you've got four options. Do you want the four options? Yeah. Check the brake fluid level. 
Check oh. the foot brake free play. Oh, fuck it. Check hell. the parking brake is released. Have the brakes checked immediately. C. Check the parking brake is released. I would have gone for D, have the brakes checked immediately. Okay, but you're going for C, check the parking brake is released. Oh, he's not told us the answer. Don't make me do that <laughs> till the end. <laughs> oh, I'm going to click through 50 questions now. Oh, no. Just for the answer of that one. All right, well, let's not bother. Let's do one more. You have answered one out of the end test. End test. Fail. You got that wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't have passed if I got it right. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got, yeah, you would have failed anyway, but that's quite fun. <laughs> do we dare do a full test on it? <laughs> what? Why don't we do a special episode at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> We haven't got time. We haven't got time. Well, should we do it next week while we do 50 questions? Yeah, we'll do 50 questions next week. Right, and we'll do it properly and you could actually try and see if you pass or not, okay? Okay, I'm going to do my driving theory test next Tuesday. Next Friday. No, well, that'll be 10 minutes. Yeah, it only takes 10 minutes. Oh, wait, my phone's going. Who's this? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Shall I take it? Probably not. We're doing a podcast. You bring on Scarlett and I'll take it. Hello? Josh, you can't take a phone call during a recording. Who was Hello? it? Now his headphones are fucked yeah, because hello. he's trying to talk on the phone and he's got a headphone in for the Zoom. Sorry, it's what? Sorry? No, no. I will talk oh, over you so you can't hear oh, what's I'm happening. I'm just... Um, yeah, uh, working. Well, you call me back in a couple of hours? Yeah, you wouldn't do this to Adam Mills on last leg, would you? Half now, two. Now, put the phone down and lock back in. Half two. At 2.30. What is it, a dentist appointment? Fucking hell, I'm quick. Cheers. Come All on. Right. Hurry Bye. up. Who was that? Just a boring admin thing. <laughs> That's what this whole show is. Boring admin things. Is it an osteopath? What is it? Something's coming that you're a bit embarrassed about. No, it's childcare. Oh, right, okay. That is boring. Yep. We would talk about that on a podcast. Right, here is Scarlett Moffat. Scarlett Moffat. Is it Moffat or Moffat? Do you know what? It just depends where you're from. You can call us out. Because I always say Moffat. I say Moffat. That's like a northern thing. But yeah. Perfect. I've panicked. Should we start again? <laughs> we'll no, I like it. I like I it. Just keep it in. Yeah, people will finally, finally find out. Huge exclusive. Before we start, Scarlett, congratulations yeah. on getting engaged. I know, I can't believe it, honestly. This was last night. I looked on your Instagram, so I was speaking to Scarlett tomorrow, brilliant. And I saw that, I was like, is she going to cancel? No, no, it was so lovely. Like, Scott knows that, like, as much as I think people think that, like, I'm very outgoing, like, my favourite place is the house. So, like, as soon yeah. as I walked in and he had the lights and the rose petals and stuff, and then we just got our favourite Chinese. It was lovely. Oh. Yeah, it was really nice. And the baby was there, wasn't it? Yeah, little Jude. He had, like, a little top on saying, Mummy, will you marry Daddy? So that was oh, cute. Yeah. How old is he? He's four months now. Oh, four, wow. oh my God, so still early yeah, days. Yeah, he's just dinky. <laughs> How have you got such a tidy... Because you just showed us your office before and you've got loads of, like, models and stuff. Everything's very tidy and sorted with a four-month-old baby. How are you so composed and doing so they well? They don't crawl yet, do they? So I said, yes, right, you yes. still have time to be able to tidy up and stuff. So if he plays with one toy, it can go back in the box. I'm sure yes, eventually yeah. that won't be the case. Well, because we saw you, the collection of the little Warhammer figures, right? And are they yours or Scott's or both? They're both. So you're both into painting little models. Both just geeks, really. Oh, no shade. No fun. I'll work yeah. with Josh. I'm used to oh, it. Oh, come on now. But, <laughs> but how protective are you over that? At what age do you reckon Jude will be allowed to play with the figures? You don't play with them. You sort of paint them and put them on the side, don't you? Oh, they're not for playing with. No. <laughs> no, come on, Rob. 
Bit of respect. Yeah, but not for playing with. I don't know. I suppose we'll have to have like a lock on this door because like the figurines are very tiny. Mm. They are a choking hazard. They do sort of look like Kinder Bueno toys. Is that sort of size? And they're quite low on the shelf. Yeah, I know. You'll have to lock that room. That room will have to be locked. But he will eventually be allowed in here. Maybe it's when he's like five or something. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, when they're a bit older and can do it properly, but they'll be desperate to get in there and start painting them all. But then I'll be one of them mums that's like, now, now, paint properly. Make sure you're doing it properly, Jude. None of this messing about. <laughs> it's not for fun. It's a very serious hobby. <laughs> Is it Warhammer where you get them little like figures that you paint? People take it quite seriously, don't they? Very intricate. Yeah. You've got to have the big light on. Sometimes you use a magnifying glass. Very tiny, tiny, tiny brushes. So, yeah, it's not for kids. (laughs) Serious stuff, Rob. Am I making this up, Josh? But did you do Warhammer stuff and Games Workshop? I did Warhammer from about the age of 11 to 13. I liked the playing. I was no good at the painting. My painting was shameful. It was really bad. I bet it wasn't. Oh. But that tells me a lot about you, Josh, because the fact that you would rather play, me and Scott paint it because we have no one else to play it with. (laughs) So I think that says even more how geeky we are, that we have no one to play the game with, so we have to just paint them. So is it a game then, Warhammer, as well? Yeah, there's rules. How do you play the game? It's like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. There's lots of dice rolling. Well, okay, well, how do you play that? You can't say it's like Dungeons and Dragons and expect me to know how that works. It's like a war with dice rolling. Like like, like Risk? Yeah, like Risk. Like a Vegas stag do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Warhammer aside, Scott, how's it going? Four months old. You enjoying it or how's it going? Honestly, I love it. Like, all of my family were like, I really hope you have a kid like you. I think they meant that in a bad way. I think I must have been a really naughty kid because my mum and dad then waited 16 years to have another one. (laughs) Right, Okay. So me and my little sister have 16-year age gap between us. But he's just, I don't know if it's because his temperament is like Scots, but he's just wonderful and like I'm one of those really annoying people that when people go oh are you getting no sleep I'm like no actually he sleeps 12 till 7 every night since he was about two weeks old (laughs) really (laughs) what yeah I must have been lovely in a past life because he's just so chill honestly he's just the most chill baby ever did you wake up for a feed he like did before sometimes he still does now at about four then he just goes straight back to sleep oh my god can I just your parents wished you had a difficult child like yourself that's what they said yeah that's awful isn't it when I actually say that out loud that's horrific (laughs) but yeah like I was the type of kid that even from about the age of four I remember like being sent to my room and writing letters and posting it underneath the living room door. Yeah. Being yeah. like, I'm so sorry, family, that I'm your child. Oh, my God. Take me back to the shop, get a different one if you want. And then my dad would be like, come on back in the living room. Manipulative, I think, is the word I want. <laughs> Hang on, so they used to send you out the room? <laughs> Say if I got in trouble. And I, just being a bit naughty yeah. or whatever. Oh, it was my bedtime. And then I'd write letters to make them feel guilty about sending me to my room oh. or... Like, I wanted to watch Crystal Maze and I'd, like, just write a lovely letter and then knock on the living room door, post it under the door, then run back upstairs. And it worked every time. They'd be like, come on, (laughs) come back downstairs. I think that's the thing. When you have your own kid, you start to think back of what you were like as a kid. Yeah. I used to moan about my kids getting up early. Then my mum was the same as yours, would say, like, we used to get up at 4.30 every morning. Good luck. And sort of laugh along. (laughs) We were looking for sympathy. We're like, yeah, excellent. Great news. (laughs) I would do things like I remember 
not being allowed another penguin biscuit. I think we had seal biscuits, though. They didn't have the joke on the back. Oh, right. <laughs> we weren't that fancy. I remember being at school and having to pretend it had a joke on the back, like, oh, yeah, what does y'all say? Knock, knock. <laughs> it was, uh, just making a joke up. But I remember putting a whole packet of them in my pyjama bottoms and then sitting by this, like, three bars on the gas fire and it looking like I'd just shat everywhere. I was that sort of kid. Oh, so you are stealing them to take to your room and then they melted <laughs> in your... Yeah, in pyjama <laughs> bottoms. I was that type of kid, so I'm hoping that Jude is just like Scott and is very chilled and not a penguin thief. Well, he seems like you've got an absolute yeah, winner with win. the sleeping. <laughs> How was the pregnancy and the labour and stuff like that? Was that as straightforward? Honestly, I loved it. I think for the first time <laughs> in my life, I could wear bando dresses and not feel like I had to breathe in. What's a bando dress, Scott? It's like a very, very tight dress. Right. Not very forgiving. It shows everything. Oh, I know them, yep. Yeah, and I purposefully wore them because I was like, I'm never going to be able to wear these yeah. ever again in my life so I can wear them throughout my whole pregnancy, breathe out, not be bothered. So, yeah, I just lived in dresses the whole pregnancy. I absolutely loved it. Did you? This is the most positive episode we've ever recorded. I mean, I feel like I should maybe throw something. Like, it is hard. Don't be honest. Well, the thing is, like, I was just genuinely lucky. Like, and I feel like I have to say that because I've had loads of friends who have had morning sickness. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> Me craving was honeydew melon. It wasn't anything weird like charcoal. Like, I do feel very blessed in the pregnancy that I had. Actually, I suppose the actual birth didn't go to plan. So Jude came at 35 Ooh, weeks. Oh, blimey. Is that seven weeks early? Five weeks early, yeah. yeah. So I heard like a pop and then... Well, Scott thought I'd weed the bed, which is not something I do on a regular basis. So I don't know why he was like, oh, Scarlett, you've weed the bed. <laughs> oh, here she goes again. Yeah, I was like, I think that's my water. He was like, nah, that's not enough water. Like, I think because we've watched so many movies, yeah. we were expecting like a proper tsunami of like water. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit like, you know, like in the films in like the summer in New York where they hit the fire hydrants so the water comes out. <laughs> I was expecting like a powerful surge. <laughs> I'm pleased it wasn't like that. No, <laughs> so then we went to the hospital and they were like, oh yeah, your active labour hasn't started yet. Basically, without, I know like years of blocks, but you've heard all this before. My water's broke, but then Jude's head was acting like a plug. Oh, I've not what? heard this one before, so it's plugged it up. Yeah, so he was like, nah, I'm staying in here a bit longer. <laughs> so every time I, like, walked or moved, a bit more dribbled out. Oh, my word. So I was just walking around as if I was, like, just casually weeing. Yeah. So then I had to have a C-section. But, it, again, it was lovely. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. I would say that you're so positive. We're really, in another person's hands, how was it? Oh, it was a nightmare. Baby was early and I had to have an emergency C-section because his head was a plug inside me. But you're like, yeah, just had a C-section. Yeah, it was like, honestly, the nurses and my doctor was lovely. She was called Geordie and she wore like a Disney hat and had pink Crocs on. She was just wonderful. And then the music we had on, Jude was actually lifted out of me to Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Not the opening line, Johnny. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> like, perfect for me, because all of his godparents are actually drag queens. So right. just couldn't have wrote it. Amazing. And then my placenta was born to the Macarena. 
<laughs> now, there's a couple of things I want to put you up on. Born. <laughs> is it being born, the placenta, or is it coming out at the end? Because obviously the baby's being born. But when the placenta was born, that implies that it lives and has a life. Like, it's just that thing, like how the Lion King where it gets lifted out. It sort of feels like it was born. Yeah, I yeah. suppose with cesarean, do they pick that up themselves they just then? just pull it all out. And honestly, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I thought when I looked into C-sections and stuff, because I thought I'd best prepare myself in case this happens. I thought, like, you'd just not feel anything at all. But you can feel everything, but it's just not painful. Yeah, I thought it would be completely numb, so you can feel them rooting around. Oh, yeah. You feel your organs, like, sort of drop after, like, Jude came out and then there's more room for your organs. I sort of, like, felt oh, everything works. drop. <laughs> Honestly, it was amazing. And they were playing Barbie Girl at that point? <laughs> no, I think I zoned out at that point. <laughs> Can I ask a question on the songs? Was this your own playlist or were they listening to... <laughs> no, it to was... I think it was, like absolute party classics or something like that or right, I right, was like right, oh right. I want quite a party atmosphere so that I can <laughs> <laughs> some people have like relaxing music but I was like I just want to pretend I'm anywhere but sort of like on yeah. a slab getting cut open essentially yeah that's my kind of party if I've not got five guys rooting around in me I'm not partying <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it wasn't my personal playlist but it was a good one amazing it was recovery alright after the cesarean piece of piss I'm just answering for her <laughs> tell you what Scarlet Moffat loves life and life loves her back <laughs> obviously I was in like pain and stuff like it does hurt I'll stop fucking banging on about it oh Scarlet fucking hell I'm trying to keep morale up here no I like, it was all right, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, right, when you're pregnant, you have quite a long time to sort of get to grips with the fact that a baby's going to come out and, like, you have to have so much recovery and stuff like that. So I mm. think I just managed to get my head around, like, I am going to be in pain for a little bit and I'm not going to be able to walk around like I normally can and stuff. Yeah. So, and also, it's nice being waited on. Like, if anything, yeah. I milked it, to be honest with you. I was sat on the couch, <laughs> I could reach for my cup. Oh, Scott, can you pass my cup for me? It's wonderful. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything for ages. <laughs> How's Scott getting on with it? He's got enjoying it as well. Is he? So are you both off work at the moment or? I'm back to work. I went back to work last month, but Scott's took six months off. Oh, lovely. But I'm hoping he takes a career break. I keep like, when you're in the police, you can take like a five-year career break. Oh, oh. I quite like him being daddy daycare. It's lovely. Such yeah. a good dad. Yeah. Obviously, when you go back to work, I know it's really, really hard for people because of like childcare and all that stuff. So I feel mm. like really fortunate that actually like Scott's always here. Yeah, I just don't ever want him to go back to work. I'm like, please stay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that's pretty because they can go straight back in after five years, but it's difficult families working out what they want to do. And what job did you go back into? What are you doing at the moment then? What you did straight after? Just bits and bobs, like the Great British Bake Off Extra Slice and all that. And I did like a show with Rosie Jones and Catherine Ryan and Judy Love. Like, just like nice, fun stuff. That's the thing. Some people have like a really important career plan. I just cannot believe that I have managed to wing this job for so long that I'm like, <laughs> let's just keep doing fun stuff. Like, I cannot believe I get paid for, like, some of the stuff I do, I'm like, I genuinely would pay to be on this show. Do you know what I mean? Don't so, say that, Scarlett. Don't say that. You're it's age- true, though. So I'm just like, when my agent's like, let's have a strategy plan, and I'm like, the strategy is let's just keep having fun. 
Nothing. Pop on the Macarena and let's get out my placenta. That's let's enjoy our lives. So that's your five-year plan then? Just, just have, have fun. fun, really. Yeah, keep my kid alive and just have fun. That's it. <laughs> Do you know what? I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. That's the main thing. If you're having fun and everyone's all the right. The thing indoors. is, life is hard, isn't it? Life is hard for everyone at the minute. So like you've just got to try and like find happiness in like the small things. Tiny little warhammer figures. Having a cesarean, yeah. being pregnant, all the small things, find the happiness. Your organs dropping. <laughs> Are you able to drive now? Because I know you you failed your test a lot, but when you're a parent, obviously it's quite important. Maybe. Yeah, well, I failed 13 times and then... <laughs> Get the fucking hint. <laughs> no, honestly. Do you think you should be allowed to pass? I think over 10, you should be banned for life. Well, if anything, I think I'm, like, safer than a lot of people because I'm probably, like, London taxi driver level now. Like, the amount of hours that I've put into driving. How much have we spent on the lessons? Oh, uh, it doesn't even... <laughs> How many driving instructors have left me? That's the thing. Have you been broken up with by a driving instructor? What do they say? Oh, sorry, I've got too many people on my books. Of course you have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, the car's not working today. And then I've seen them out and about. Like, honestly, it's terrible. But I've passed now. Are you oh, well passed? Done. Well done. Yeah, I think because we did a show called Scarlet's Driving School... And I think that's the only reason I passed because I was in work mode. Yeah. You know, I was like, no, this is serious now. So I didn't get like the anxiety that I used to get on doing my tests and stuff. And anybody who's doing the driving test, I would give you this tip. Have a banana and an emodium just before your test. I think that's what did it for me. Really? Yeah, banana and an emodium. So I didn't shut myself and like I had energy. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's why I passed. <laughs> so on the first 13 attempts, did you shit yourself? <laughs> Very nearly. I don't want to get into it too much. But... <laughs> what was your worst fail? Oh, this wasn't the worst one as in like nothing dangerous happened on this one. But yeah. for me, this was the most embarrassing. It was when I First was... First of all, I say rest in peace to the, the man's family. R.I.P. <laughs> 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 right, I had just started on Gogglebox. So a couple of people started like recognising who I was, which was really weird anyway. So I was on my test and this school bus pulled in and I went a bit too close behind it. So we had to wait 20 minutes for all of the school kids to get on the bus. Oh. And all the kids walking past were like, go, 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 go. And it was just so embarrassing. And then I like looked at the instructor and I was like, I failed, haven't I? And he was like, just carry on, just carry on. <laughs> and then another time he had to physically grab hold of the wheel <laughs> Basically, Durham, where I live, is very got a lot of banks. And I just sort of started rolling back. I just zoned oh, out a bit. I thought you meant banks as in um money banks. Where you put your money. Oh, no, you mean hills? Hills, yeah. We call them banks around here, man. Hills. Hills? Hills has got grass on. Banks are steep roads. Oh, really? Google this, Josh. Google it. Search engine this, please. Search engine this. <laughs> Why am I in a search engine? Because we call them banks. I'm doing bank or hill. I mean, I thought banks would have grass on. No, hills have got grass on, like in the moors. 
Where is a bug? Whereas <laughs> Where is a bug? You're it's getting like... so northern, so Durham. Now you get defensive over your banks. Do you know what it is? It's just because Northern Rock went down the fucking shit. And those not giving me bank nonsense. That's not a bank. That's not a bank. Well, hill, road hill. <laughs> road hill. I started rolling down the road hill at a pretty fast pace, if I must admit myself. So that was quite a scary one. Right, Rob, what did the search engine say? Be honest. It agreed with me, didn't it? The search engine said, the problem is I'm getting a lot of stuff about why banks are called banks. It's something to do with Italians. Oh, you're like Susie in Dictionary Corner, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> do you want that? What do you want? The bank or the, why is a bank called a bank? The word bank comes from the Italian word banco, meaning a bench. Since Italian merchants in the Renaissance made deals to borrow oh. their money beside a bench. They placed money on that bench. And that was what was used, bench, banco. Every day is a school day. Yeah. Maybe it's just a northern thing. Well, when it comes to... No, a bank. And, you know, I, I know what a bank... The hillsides are obviously interchangeable. However, there are distinct differences between the two. Bank and hillside refer to a natural incline or slope in the land. Yeah. yeah. So am I right? Genuinely speaking, a bank is a steeper slope that is often man-made and serves a specific man-made. purpose. No, they're not man-made. Well, the road's man-made, isn't the it? The road are. So a bank is a road, like a road hill, and a hill is just a grassy hill. But I found it because banks are normally along bodies of water and highways yeah, like and a, stuff like that. Oh, but, you're getting too technical now, man. Oh, here we go. I now we're too know. technical. Now you're wrong. I think a hill is something that naturally occurs, right? Yeah. yeah. Where a bank is man-made, like to get out of a river or out of a highway. And I understand that the road is man-made, but the road's normally been built onto a hill. Oh, my word. There's a natural hill that a road's been on. Send your emails in. If there's any <laughs> geographical <laughs> people, send your emails in. Geographical people. So, long story short, you can now drive. Long story short, you can't do your clutch. So, I can drive now, but I haven't actually driven with Jude in the car yet. Right. And I think that's a good idea, and don't change that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good decision you should stick with. So, did you do manual or automatic? Oh, just automatic. I didn't yeah. confuse things. So, you failed 13 times on auto? Oh, no. I finally passed doing automatic. Yeah. Right. I can't do manual. But you're an idiot to do manual now. No cars are manual these days. Well, they'll all be electric soon, won't they? Exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth lath lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You mentioned Gogglebox, and we will yeah. come back to parenting. 
how do you end up on Gogglebox? Oh, so my friend Tommy, who was like a researcher, he rang us one day and he was like, oh, I'm a researcher for Channel 4. Now, I thought the only researchers I've heard of is scientists. So I was like, what have you got a science job for? What are you doing with Channel 4? And he was like, no, no, I'm trying to get so many families to audition in County Durham. So you know a lot of people. Can you ring around for us? So basically he wanted me to do his job for him, right? Yeah, for him. <laughs> yeah. So I rang loads of people, explained what it was. I was like, you watch the telly? They were like, yeah, I went, no, that's it. And everyone was like, God, they'll make programmes about anything, won't they? Like on paper, it does sound crap. And I was like, sorry, Tommy, no one wants to do it. And he went, well, can you just audition? Like, it'll go nowhere. No one will see it. They'll come to your house and it just makes me look good. And I think because we were just doing it as a favour and never actually wanted to get on it, I think it meant that we were really relaxed. Like, I think I had an argument with my dad about the bedroom tax, like the one bedroom tax. Like, it was as if the cameras weren't there. That was the Friday. And then the Monday, they rang us and were like, would you like to be on the show? We start filming tomorrow. Bloody hell. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And my dad, the man who says nothing on Gogglebox, he was like... That's 50 quid and a free takeaway, isn't it? So we did it. That's honestly how it started. 50 quid each we used to get and a takeaway. I think it's a piss take. I know. Because you weren't allowed to do anything else when you were... You probably wouldn't be able to do this when you was on Gogglebox, would you? Just appear on this. Oh, no. They've got quite strict contracts. Like, to be fair, though, for us, I didn't actually live at home. Since uni, like, as soon as I got a bit of independence at uni, I was like, I really like this. Where did you go at uni? York. York. Oh, lovely. lovely. York. A lot of banks there, isn't there? A lot of banks. Not posh York. York St. John's. Right. But it's still oh, a lovely okay. place to go to uni, what I mean. It is, but York Uni used to sing to us, your dad works for my dad, your dad works for my dad. <laughs> like, we were at that uni. But, yeah, like, because I didn't live at home, I thought this is a perfect way of actually, like, being able to go home and watch yeah. telly with my family and have a takeaway and stuff. So... Actually, it was quite nice. When I look back, it's very, very fond memories. Yeah, but you're getting paid 50 quid. You know how much money Channel 4 are getting for adverts? Well, do you know what I always think about? And I've actually never said this before, but it was a bit exploitive. Like, my face was on T-shirts, Easter eggs, books, like, and, you know, we couldn't, like, agree to that, disagree, didn't get paid for any of that. And now I think about it, I'm like... I should have been getting, like, at least a penny for each Easter egg sold. <laughs> I agree. I think so, yeah. Well, I think you're better that you've gone your own way now and you're doing your own thing. It's worked out brilliantly for you. I just love it, honestly. Like, it was never the plan, which I think makes it even better. Yeah. Although I do get imposter syndrome sometimes. Sometimes I do think someone's going to swoop in and go, come on, time is time. You've had enough now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone feels like that about whatever they're doing, so you shouldn't feel like that. I was going to say... You the Gogglebox, but then you went into the jungle. That's coming back. I think it should be on now when this goes out. It starts on the 19th of November. I'm so excited. And you won it. I know. I mean, obviously, I was with your good friend, Joel. Both of you love Joel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was on Joel Domit's year, yeah. It's crazy because I think it was seven years ago. Yeah. Really? Fuck yeah. Yeah, but it just doesn't feel like seven years ago. It was 2016. Is that six years ago? Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah, seven years ago. Because I went to a fancy dress New Year's Eve party as Joel that year. Oh, 
did you? How did you do that? I just bought the, the like a kind of... Oh, I'm... Right. I thought you went topless and drew some abs on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just walking around <laughs> talking about CrossFit. Hi, I'm Joe Dumb. I do CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's just had a little baby. I loved listening to his episode on your podcast. Oh, do you listen then, Scarlett? Yeah, yeah. I know obviously he hasn't actually had his little one when he did your podcast, but I'm excited to hopefully do a follow-up so I can hear what... What he's up to. Oh, we'll get him on. We're struggling for guests, Charlotte. <laughs> no, we're not. Don't you call you Charlotte then? Charlotte. Who's Charlotte that you want on? No joke. I get called Charlotte on the daily. Do you? Really? Yeah, and sometimes I feel like a bit of a big head because if someone's shouting, Charlotte, Charlotte, I'm like, do I turn round? Or is that really big headed if I just assume they're shouting <laughs> yeah. at me? But a lot of the time they are actually shouting at us. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be like, yes, hello, it's me. No, not you. And they're like, no, you're not Charlotte. Are you back in Durham now then? You're not in York anymore. No, no, back in Durham. I love it here. Like, I live 10 minutes from every member of my family. Have you uh, left the baby with them yet? One night we have with my mum and dad. Actually, no, twice because Scott's mum and dad have had him overnight as well. Oh, oh, wow, that's good. I think it's good to do that early if you've got people that will take them and it makes it easier than when they get older. I know, I feel really, like, awful because loads of, like, my aunties and everything, like, would love it, but it's just, like, he's my baby. I'm like, oh, I don't want yeah, him to just yeah. stay out willy-nilly. So, yeah, it's just my mum and dad and Scott's mum and dad can have him overnight. I mean, Scott's like, oh, why doesn't he go out, like, every Saturday or every Friday and we can have a date night, but... I love the fact you call it him going out. <laughs> Like he's off on the lap. He's out he's again. He's out again, having his little bottle of milk. No, I, I'm like, I like Jude being there for date night. I like him being there. Are you doing any um like baby classes with him or is it too early now? Or have you got things planned? Is there any things you've been like, oh, I can't wait till I've got my baby and I want to take him here and do this? Is there anything on your hit list to do with him? Yeah, so he's been swimming since he was four weeks old. So he does water oh, wow. babies, wow. which is amazing. Like I just love that so much and... I can't wait to have the magic of Christmas back because everyone oh, in my family, yeah. like the last one who like had the magic of Christmas was Noah and he's now 11. So it's like we've got it back again now, which is lovely. Well, like, what I would say, Scarlett, is your baby will not give a shit for at least two more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah It's just light. You should be like that, just staring at lights. If anything, this Christmas is going to be worse than the last one. I'm just warning you now. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get your hopes up too much because Jude will not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he won't really. He doesn't know. It. I went and just keep passing him to lots of different versions of Santa all the time or not. No joke throughout <laughs> December. I think it's 12 times we're meeting Santa. <laughs> really? You booked it up? Yeah, everything we can book within a 50 mile radius, we are going to. Like, I love wow. Christmas so much. I'm oh, so excited. That's nice. But I did try and go to um, all of my friends, because I'm 33 now, a lot of my friends, they don't have babies, they have older children. So I'm sort of the only one in my friendship group that has a baby baby. And they were like, Go and meet some mum friends. Go to some classes. I'll be totally honest, right? I might sound out of order here. I have my friends. They're lovely, the group I went to, but they were like, we're going to Costa Coffee after. And I was like, brilliant, have a lovely time. This is not my party. <laughs> because all they did was compare the kids all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my kid's drinking this. My kid's eating rusks. My kid, and I'm like... No, this isn't for me. It's not a competition. All kids develop at different ages. And also, I don't want to feel like my kid's behind. 
Do you know what I mean? Like when they've yeah. got some woman whose kid's like six weeks and they're like, oh, she's already like into Mozart and like, oh, <laughs> you're lying, you're lying. <laughs> you're like, you just want to scream. You're lying, aren't you? You're lying because you're insecure and you're worried and you're trying to make everyone else feel worried to make yourself feel better. You're lying. Yeah, I have to like really bite my tongue a few times. Yeah. I'm not an angry person, but... I felt like I was walking away. I agree. I was like, yeah, I need to stop going to these baby sensory groups. There's always someone, isn't there, who's saying their cesarean was really easy and that their child's sleeping through seven hours. They're yeah. awful people, aren't they? <laughs> Ark at her, seven hours sleep a night. Two sets of grandparents looking after him. <laughs> I know, I don't know how lucky I am, though. It's not like I'm taking it for granted. I genuinely, <laughs> every day, I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? But I don't know whether he's, like, <laughs> lulling us into a false sense of security so that if we have another little baby, that one might be a terror. So is he breastfed at the moment? He was, but not now. Yeah. He's just on the old Kendal Mill, which my nanny calls kennel milk. Kennel milk. She's only 70 as well. It's not like she's lost the plotter out, but she's always like, are you still giving him that kennel milk? I'm like, he's not a dog, nanny. Kendal <laughs> <laughs> Mill. <laughs> so how old are you, Scarlett? 33. God, yeah, you're so young still, because like, you've just been on the telly for so long. Fucking hell, yeah. What age were you when you were first on the TV? So I think I started Gogglebox 10 years ago. I think I'll have been 23. Yeah, because you were just at the end of uni moving back home kind of thing, weren't you? Yeah. So you're, none of your friends have got kids yet? Well, they all have kids, but they're all like five, six. Some of them are... Oh, oh. so sorry, the other way, you were the... I'm the last one in my friendship yeah, group. Yeah, because I was saying sometimes going to those classes helps if your friends haven't got any kids because you have nothing to talk to them about because they're totally living a different world where at least you can go to your friends, oh, I'm doing this and there. It's quite recent for them with their kids if they've got five-year-olds and stuff. Yeah, but do you know what I found? Like... The guidelines, like, I don't know who comes up with like safe sleep and like how many ounces of milk babies should have, but like everything changes every year. So when I'm asking for advice, I obviously like yeah. search engine it. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Yeah, to check that it's right. But sometimes it's wrong because everything changes. Like even my friends who have five-year-olds, it's all changed like when you start weaning them. Like they started weaning their babies when they were three months old. Whereas now my health visit is like, oh yeah, when he's six months old or at least so that he can grab and sit up straight. Like that's when you start weaning. When some of my family are like, has he tried banana yet? I'm like, no, he's four months old. He's had now in his mouth other than a teeth. The boomers will try and stick a roast dinner down their throat yeah. at about a week old. Oh, I can't wait for him to have uh, chocolate milk buttons. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate milk Stick a buttons. bit of gravy on my, my dad will like, dip his finger in a bit of gravy, try some gravy. And he's just like plumbing gravy into my kid's mouth. I'm like, you don't need to get a kid into gravy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need condiments yet. No. Oh, thank God they like gravy. That's really going to help all the all the things they need. Has anyone ever said this on a call to you, Scarlett? I almost did again. Because you've got really dark hair and you're on a black seat and you're wearing black, it looks like you've got massive pink ears. Oh, yeah, because of your headset. It's because of your headphones, isn't it? It looks like you've got two pink ears. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> you can tell each other the answer. because of the hair. It's so funny. <laughs> Oh, you're Sorry. giving me a complex now, Josh. Cheers, mate. <laughs> no, it's not like you day to day. It's only because of the headphones. Go, go. Maybe you can you change the colour, yeah, they go. Yeah, you can. I'll do that. I'll, I'll get Scott to do it. Awful moment if I realised that was there actually. Yeah, yes. no. <laughs> what do you mean, Josh? I haven't got headphones in. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what? That's actually just reminded me that when 
my family first met Jude, I've got quite sticky out ears. And they went... Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're luminous. They went, oh, yes, he's got Scott's ears. Oh, oh yes. Awful thing to say. It wouldn't have mattered if he had my sticky out looks, actually. He'd still be cute. Oh, see, I feel like you've got similar parents to mine, that sort of working class, everyone loves each other to death, but taking the mickey is... Character building is what my mum calls yeah, it. Yeah, 100%, yeah. When I was a kid, my nickname of my own mum and dad was Helga Pataki, because I had a monobrow. You know, like up here, wow. Arnold? Oh, and then they used to go, move it, football head. When I used to get in from school, that's what they would say to me, move it, football head. So anything anyone called me at school, it was like, well, it's not as bad as what I'm getting at home. Wow. So do you think that works as a parenting method? How do you feel about that? It gets you on Gogglebox, Rob. <laughs> well, it does, yeah. I mean, it's that kind of thing of, is it character or would you have got by without being called Helga Pataki by your own parents? I don't know if I can bring myself to call my kids, you look like so-and-so, and laugh at them, because I, I don't think that's nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, But it seems to laugh as a time when you're a kid, but I don't know if I could do that to mine. No, I can't do that, I can't. I understand sort of like why my mum and dad did it. Because I suppose like it is funny, isn't it? You've got this little kid running around who looks like Helga Pataki. Like, why not? Like, (laughs) I knew deep down that they loved us. But no, I don't think I could focus on something of Jude's that maybe wouldn't be like aesthetically pleasing and start and go and like, look at your chin, look at your chin. (laughs) (laughs) Oi, big nose wanker. You forgot your packed lunch. I'll just call him big nose wanker, actually. It's my kid. It's character building. Calling someone a name and then saying, ah, it's just a laugh. Doesn't mean that it's funny. I don't know why parents think that it's okay to be like, oh, yeah, like, and then just go, oh, where's your sister you, Rob? You left it at home. I'm crying, mum. Stop it. (laughs) I'm very self-conscious about my monobrow, actually. I'm getting the business out of it at school. I want a break when I come home. Stop calling me Elgin Pataki. (laughs) It's what I wanted to say, but I just went, (laughs) 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 laughed. I'm just Googling Helga Pataki. Yeah, Google Helga Pataki and you'll piss yourself, Josh. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Because I imagine if my daughter looked like Helga Pataki, <laughs> I might say to Lou, she looks a bit like Helga Pataki, doesn't she? And Lou will go, yeah, a little bit, yeah, cool. And that would be it. Not, do you know what we should do? We're both 37. Should we just start calling that eight-year-old Helga Pataki? It's a sort of little bit of like sort of... <laughs> Chilled out banter. She is a funny looking cartoon character, isn't she? Do you know what my mum once done? Because I'm absolutely petrified of clowns. Right. I don't know where that fear comes from, but I remember my mum telling a story about when the first McDonald's opened up in the area and Ronald was there. I closed my eyes for that long. I just fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I was so scared I was of it. She once, like just on a casual Tuesday or something, dressed up as a clown and came downstairs going da, 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 da. and I was crying and my mum and dad were pissing themselves laughing I've seen them laugh so much like to the point where my mum was crippled on the floor laughing and then when I look back now and they always talk about that at parties they're like ah remember that time that I dressed up as a clown yeah I do it's engraved in my brain I'm absolutely <laughs> and I'm still scared of clowns because of it but that was my mum's way of like Getting me over my fear. And did it get you over the fear? No. 
I still can't go in certain branches of McDonald's because of the pictures on the walls. <laughs> eating chicken nuggets, knowing I'm being watched by that beady-eyed Ronald McDonald. It just is very unsettling. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, if Jude ends up being scared of spiders, I'm not going to like go, well, guess what you're getting for Christmas? A petrachula. It's going in your room. <laughs> I think millennials are completely like just a different set of people now mm. because we the only sort of generation that I've had a bit of a life without technology as well. And all yeah. of the trauma of the character building that we went through. <laughs> yes, of course, yeah. the old character building trauma. I think like we're now stopping that sort of like character building <laughs> and encouraging kids to like actually actively play like as well, because we don't yeah. just want them to be like tablet kids. Do you know what I mean? Like always oh, staring at a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. And also you want to talk to them about how they feel about something. Yeah. My instinct always to make a joke out of it and yours is too, but then maybe that's because of our upbringing, which has helped us in our careers yeah, and definitely. stuff like that. However, sometimes if you do feel something, it's better rather than making a joke of it to go, they talk about their inner cheerleader. So the good cheerleader and bad cheerleader in their head. And my daughter was talking about the other day. Oh. It's so much more progressive than just like, one, where's your sense of yeah. humour? Why aren't you yeah, laughing? Yeah. That is funny. Stop being pathetic, you little... And say words I probably could have been saying now. My whole podcast will get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> but that is what I would have been called for being upset. I remember once when I was... Must have been seven or eight, and I was at a holiday camp with extended family and all cousins and stuff like that. We don't speak to a lot of them now. Awful people, but let's not get bogged down in that. And I remember I was with all the cousins, and they were all like 20, 22, the oldest ones. And I was like seven, and I went, oh, Rob, can you go there and get some crisps? So they sent me out to get some crisps. When I come back, they'd all left, and then the biggest one jumped out on me in the middle of the dark of the, oh. the holiday camp in a place that didn't know out of a tree. And I absolutely shit myself yeah. and got really upset. And then that was all like, oh, come on. <laughs> just trying to have a laugh. I'm like, I'm fucking, it's a horror film. I'm seven. I'm seven. That would have been the first time your like fight or flight would have probably have set yeah. in. Like, yeah. oh, if someone had done that to my daughter, I'd go and fight them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd literally go. That's not on, mate. But also, you've got to question why a twenty-year-old would want would want to do that as well. Like, well, the answer is now I have nothing to do with yeah. them. <laughs> Now I'm an adult and I can see. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think I really am going to be one of those parents that's like, it's okay to cry. It's normal. Like, you're allowed to cry. You're yeah. allowed to feel your feelings and stuff. And I think that's a really good yeah. thing. That can only be a good thing that we all talk about yeah. our feelings. You don't want to be like, oh, no one's allowed to have a sense of humour and stuff like that. But it's balance where, like, I think sometimes, like, me and my brothers, we have to call each other. I had fat nipples, so I got called Jaffa Cake Kids. <laughs> Dan had spotty back, so we used to call him dartboard back. Oh. And Joe had a bit of smelly breath once, so we called him dog shit breath for about eight years. It's not okay. Dog shit cousin as well. We had a dog shit breath cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too brutal, I think. Do you know what I mean? There yeah. needs to be a middle ground. I think, like, I don't know whether it's a northern thing as well, but, like, calling people are, like, terms of endearment. Like, the worse you get called, like, oh, your lizard lips. Like, it's like, I really love you. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> called lizard lips oh i used to get called lizard lips off my uncle daniel why what's wrong with your lips i don't know apparently they look like lizards i was about six rob i don't know again <laughs> 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 okay, like i just had to like go with that and then be like oh yeah that's fine that like, he's got <laughs> and do you think your parents will be like that with their grandson 
no, they're the complete opposite. Why does this happen? I feel like all of a sudden they're like, oh, let's wrap them in cotton wool and oh my gorgeous boy, are you okay? And like if he even like so much as looks like he's gonna cry, then they're like, oh, let's have cuddles. I'm like, you were definitely not like that with me. <laughs> I feel like that must be like a different love that they have for like grandchildren. Maybe. Also, they're under less pressure now than they were when they were younger and working and stuff like that. Your dad comes in from like a job where it is all banter, banter, banter. And then that just bleeds over into the household. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And really, like I've got quite a young family. So my nanny became a nan when she was 37. Right. So like when I think of my nan, I always think of her as an old person, but she was... 37. Fucking hell, your nan was younger than me. And like, I remember being at my mum's 30th birthday. My mum had me when she was 19 and my nanny had my mum when she was 16. So we're such a young family. Yeah, so it is more like mates then, isn't it? Because you're younger. Yeah, so me and my mum, honestly, are like besties. But I think that's because we sort of grew up together, essentially. More like sisters, yeah. Yeah, like now I think back, like how she is with my little sister who's 17 compared to how she is with me is completely different. Like my mum and dad always joke and go, oh, we sort of like learn off of you. (laughs) <laughs> now we've put that into him and I'm like, oh, man, please, that was a good trial run. Please, that work out for you. It is different generations. Sometimes my dad comes around. He's 18, my dad, next year. We're watching the telly. He'll say something and it isn't too bad, but it's sort of like a turn of phrase <laughs> or something that's a bit old school. And like, obviously, we know one talks like that in our house. So it'll come up, and I just sort of look and look, and oh no! <laughs> yeah. The girls are getting old enough now to go. What does that mean, Granddad? You're like, oh no! <laughs> but it's not anything too bad. But it's just those sort of things. Is your dad seventy nine, Rob? Yeah, he's eighty in July next year. He's a good Nick, isn't he? Yeah, he does it well. What are you going to do for his birthday? You've got to do a big old birthday bash, haven't you? Yeah, well, yeah I think so. Well, it's my mum and dad's. My dad's 80 and my mum's 70 on the same day next July. So I think we might do a party. On the same day? 10 years apart, though. I know, disgusting. Exactly 10 years apart. That's amazing. Exactly 10 years apart. They met when they were 19. My mum was 19. Let's get that clear. <laughs> All right, OK, fine. <laughs> no one was judging. No one yeah. was judging. <laughs> but you're going to, at 80, say things that are a little bit, like, off. But when the seven-year-olds... Yeah, like, it's just what my dad's life has been like and he's seen compared to the life my seven-year-old has had. Yeah. Yeah. It is insane. So your dad was born during the war? Yeah, 44. Yeah. Fucking hell. Cassie's going to have a different outlook on life. Well, I think that's where that character building stuff comes from. Basically, like that generation, the generation above them were all in the war. So lots of yeah. people lost people. So there was a lot of people without parents and stuff growing up and stuff like and that. And their childhood was rations. And their childhood was rationed and it was all a bit of a like a mess. And then they had kids and it was sort of like... There's nothing you could sort of do or say that was really going to fuck them up more than there being a war. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going, oh, you've called them Helga Pataki. And then, like, my dad's sisters and brothers would have heard the air raid sirens yeah. going and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, on the scale of things. They hadn't even heard of Helga Pataki. <laughs> they were 50 yeah. years away from her. Exactly. The monobrad started growing, but she had worked on telly yet. <laughs> but then again, just because war is worse, <laughs> you should still not be called yeah. names by your parents as character building. Well, I 
even think like I feel old when I listen to my little sister. Like my little sister, well, I'm staying little, but she's 17. For ages, she kept calling us goat, right? And it got to the point where I went, if you call me goat one more time, because she kept putting like goat sister on texts all the time. And then she was like, no, yeah, it means yeah. greatest of all time. It was like, again, character <laughs> building. I thought she was saying I was like a farmyard animal. And she was like, oh, goat sister, can you back me some money over? <laughs> and I'm like, calling me goat. But then now I know it's greatest of all time. So I was like, it's like a different yeah. language. So I think Jude is, generation is called alpha. Right. Is it? Yeah. So like Ava's Gen Z and then Jude's Alpha. So oh, it started again. They've started. We're millennials. Is it Boona? Boomer? Boona. <laughs> Boona, Jal Frazee, Alphas. <laughs> Boomer, Millennial, Gen Z, Alpha. Yeah. Gen X as well was Gen it? X. I always thought I was a Gen Xer. Yeah, we are Gen X, but you can call it Millennial as well. Yeah. Right, How okay. old are you, Josh? I'm forty. Josh is forty. I think he might be slipping oh, no. into Boomersville. I think you're a boomer. I'm not a boomer. I think you're a boomer. How dare you? I'm not a boomer. I'm a millennial. I'm a boomer. Josh, you're a chicken boomer. Get out of it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Right. I'm going to search engine what generations we are. Well, oh, here he goes, old boomer. What you want, AOL? <laughs> <laughs> while um, while you are Scarlet, the final it's question. Josh one at AOL.com. <laughs> Which generation? You ask the final question, Rob. I think we do this once every six months trying to work out what generation we are. <laughs> so fucking right. I am. Oh. Can you work it? He's still on dial up. You can make the text bigger, Josh, on the screen. If you go to text view, go to view, text size, you can make it bigger. <laughs> Or I find just move the glasses down at an angle. <laughs> okay, Rob, your dad is post-war. Post-war, right. Your mum is Boomer 1. I'd say my mum is the original Boomer. <laughs> right. I'd say she invented it. She is. I've never known anyone to be more of a Boomer. She buys the mail for the newspaper magazine in the middle. <laughs> and then there's Boomer 2, which is Generation Jones, whatever that means. Right. That's you then. We increasingly break up booms into two different cohorts because the span is so large. 
So that is 55 to 64. And then there's Gen X, 65 to 80. And then we're all millennials, 81 to 96. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we'll take that. We take it back. You're not a boomer, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a whole generation... Boomers ended in 1964, for fuck's sake. When were you born? 72? <laughs> 83! <laughs> I love how easy it is to wind him up. Classic boomer. They can't take a joke, can they? Character building joke. <laughs> right, Scarlett, the final question. And you've only been doing it for four months, but I'm sure you'll be able to give us an answer. What's the one thing that Scott does as a parent where you go, oh my God, he's amazing. I'm so lucky that we've got a baby together. And what's the thing he's doing at the moment that if he was to listen back and you complained about, it, he would go, yeah, I think she's got a point there. But you don't want to bring it up because it might make it a bit tetchy in the household. I imagine you tell him anyway, don't you? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. <laughs> do you know what? Like, without bigging him up too much, like, he does most of the pooey nappies. Oh, good on him. Yeah, because I am a gaga. You're a gaga? Lady gaga? I am a lady gaga. Yeah, I know <laughs> I should probably be able to stand my own kid's shite, but it makes my eye twitch. It just stinks. So I'm very fortunate that Scott is not phased and he'll do most of the pooey nappies, which I greatly appreciate. Respect, actually. Big good up, Scott. It. Yeah. Scott of an S, yeah? Scott. <laughs> And the thing that annoys me is, no offence, I don't know if this is a bloke thing, but some of the outfits, (laughs) like I like taking photos and I like making, like every month I've done like, and I'll do it till he's a year old, then I'll just do it every year. But I like to do like... Yeah, I'll give that six months. (laughs) I like to do a photo book. So I like him to look nice every day. So even when we do mundane things, I can take pictures so that when he's older, I can show him or his partner when he has a partner and go, oh, look at these little photos. Some of the outfits, like... Star Wars tops with like keeps getting him like outfits with Star Wars on. Like Scarlett, you've married someone that's got a collection of Warhammer. <laughs> Star Wars t-shirts is the least of your problems. Yeah, but my point is, Duke doesn't know if he likes Star Wars yet. So stop having him in top saying my little stormtrooper and stuff. He doesn't know if he likes stormtroopers <laughs> yet. He hasn't made that decision, so let's not make it for him. So I think when he looks back, Jude will be able to tell when mum's dressed him. Yes. And when his dad's dressed him. Yeah, definitely. Have you said this to Scott yet? Yes. He's like, yeah, but he's my son as well. I want to buy him stuff. And I'm like, well, buy him stuff that, you know, I would dress him in. So when you see a nice beige <laughs> outfit, <laughs> buy that one. Yeah, but then his argument is, Scarlett, and I have this same argument with Lou, he's just as much his child as yours. So why don't you buy outfits that you know that Scott will dress him in? Because he dresses him as like a little baby Yoda or Batman onesies <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, it's his baby. But you doesn't know if he likes Batman yet. Like, yeah, so what are you dressing him as, Scarlett? Just little quads, little like beige. Well, you don't know if he likes cords yet <laughs> or beige. Yeah, no, you don't. Every baby likes How do you know if your baby likes cords? Mother's instinct. I carry him. Mother's instinct. Okay, drop that on me. Right, I know. It's man instinct. I carry him. I know. Oh, here we go. And that's how every fucking conversation ends in my house. I get to a point where I'm surely it should be the same, and then Lou will bang that on me. I'm banging to rights. I'm nothing I can say. I always say you become a mum when you find out that you're pregnant, but you become a dad when the baby's here. So technically, I've been a parent longer, so I get to decide. What outfit do you wear? <laughs> well, surely it should be from when the sperm meets the egg. 
Oh. <laughs> let's leave it there. Yeah, let's leave it there. Scarlett, thank you so much for coming. We'll have to get you back on again when Jude's up and about running around. Oh, thank you. Have you got anything you want to promote? Nah, slice. All right. Yeah, just like <laughs> happiness. I like promoting that. Yeah. Do you want to... Send your regards to the um, out-of-work driving instructors in the Durham area <laughs> now you're fast. You've been propping that industry up a lot, single-handed. No, no, I really have round here. God love them. Scarlett, thanks so much. That was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> thanks so much. Oh, thank you. She's great, isn't she, Rob? Love Scarlett Moffat, don't love you? Her. She's brilliant. Nothing to promote as well. Love that. Didn't have to talk about a boring fucking book. November, Rob. November, and we got on a non-promo guest. Can you believe it? Yeah, and to the people listening, we get it. We get bored of talking about the book as well. <laughs> but it's how this business works, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're an absolute legend like the Mofster. Let us know if there's any weird nicknames that your parents gave you as kids. Yeah. If you want to share the trauma, it's always good. Share the trauma. That's our saying. Share the bloody trauma. <laughs> right. I'll see you next week, Josh. See you on Tuesday. I've got a book to promote. <laughs> You've not read another book, have you? No, no, no. <laughs> You'd fucking know about it. Hi, my name's David. <laughs> Here we go. Can't do it. So we're trying to do an advert for our yeah. for Chatterbix. Hello, my name's Joe Wilkinson, and I do a podcast with David Allen, and it hasn't got a thing. Chatterbix is a podcast, magazine, and chat show, isn't it? <laughs> We're on three times a week. We have loads of guests, special guests, surprise guests. Natalie Cassidy's on regularly. Yeah, loads of people, loads of people. Andy Goldstein. Yeah. Okay, can I read some of the highlights? Yeah. Interviewing a Red Arrow pilot, chatting with Ricky Gervais, Harry Hill, James Acaster and Catherine Ryan, amongst others. Visiting a haunted house, that was creepy. Being taught how to act by Martin Freeman. Backstage at the Blur concert at Wembley. And I met my hero, Andrew Rochford, and I'm not ashamed to say, I cried. That's Chatterbix on all, on all the regular uh, channels. Cheers. C-H-A-T-A-B-I-X, uh, Chatterbix. Well done, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, that's our promo. Goodbye. Yes! <laughs> Hello, my name's David O and I present a podcast called My New Football Club at Exeter City. I used to be a Man United fan, but then I moved to Devon and I thought, I want to support my local side, so I went and watched Exeter and I put my heart and soul into this new venture. Hello, I'm John Beer and I've been an Exeter City fan since I was a tiny little baby. And I basically hold David's hand and guide him through his new life as a lower league football fan. We sometimes have guests on, Tom Davis, Josh Whittacombe, Jack May, Edith Bauman, but to be honest, most of the pod is about how awkward I am going to the games on my own, sitting on my own and going to the toilet on my own. Don't you always Always go to the toilet on your own. Not always, no. Fair enough. Anyway, we have a new series out and Exeter doing bloody well this season, aren't they, John? Cracking. So why not join us on our journey to the Champions League final, or at the very least, a respectable but incredibly dull mid-table position in League One. How far do you think Exeter can go in my lifetime, John? In your lifetime? Yeah. Championship, Matt. Wow. <laughs> If you want to join this very bleak journey, then please listen to my new football club. Yeah, lovely place to be. Come listen. 